0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddehy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder, Kieran Cuddehy with you until seven o'clock. Joe Gilroy has joined me from off the ball to look ahead to the weekend's uh, sport. Have you been watching much of the athletics, Joe? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think. We've all been agog at our, uh, suddenly uh, Ireland being a nation of sprinters. I'm telling you, it's great though, isn't it? Oh, it's sensational. Uh, it did get me thinking though about you and your family experience. And did you
0: ever win a race as a child against your siblings? Uh, no, 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 no. Maybe uh, very, very early on. You know, when I guess the age differential accounts for maybe a kind of a twenty to thirty percent time differential on uh, the planet. Did you
1: know that they were like world class elite athletes? Uh, no, or were it's you funny. Just like, I'm uh, very slow.
0: Um... <laughs> No, I'm far too self-involved to have ever thought that I was I was slow. That there must have been, there must have been some other explanation for it. Uh, no, um, like I guess my younger sister was a good bit younger, so it was more Joanne who was only a year and a half younger than me. Now she was. Uh, we were probably mid-teens before she realized really? Really, okay. yeah, just how good she was because right. she was. I guess. It's, it's the, that Irish thing is people don't get access to a multitude of sports in Ireland, really. You know what I mean? And we were no different. And I'm sure it was the same for you. There's just the standard sports. Yeah. So it was kind of just like camogie, really, a little bit for and gymnastics, and tennis, you yeah. know, the kind of, the, the sports that the girls were allowed to play as well, you know. Yeah. There was no football for her, there was no rugby, uh, there was hockey then when she got to school. And it was actually only in secondary school that... Uh, they discovered
1: how fast she was. Were, uh,
0: yeah, and it was actually doing a long jump or triple jump first or something right. like that, you know, at, at a sports day. And one of the teachers just says, oh, you should actually go up and do the long jump up in Kilkenny City Harriers. And then right. they're like, actually, just forget the jumping bit, just keep running and then turn four times and get back to where you started. Right. <laughs> and that's your best event. Okay. Um, but it's, you You would wonder if we had access in schools to a multiplicity of sports that they have elsewhere, what other athletes are out there?
1: But well, when you think about it, right, so Rashida Adelecki was running her sixth 400 metres outdoor ever. I know. It's incredible. At, um, and whatever night that was, the, the week has blended, so it was mm. Wednesday night. And She's basically been a 60 metre, 100 metre and then 200 metre and then just started to do the 400 this year. So like even within a high performance environment like that, sometimes you don't discover what you're really good at until um, you're forced to. But I do think that like this, sometimes when big major events like this happen, we have conversations on shows like this Mm. for a week and then it kind of disappears again. And you don't really get to find out which of the kids could have been elite athletes in different sports. There was a big debate this week about the rowers, right? And um, just where does Paula Donovan fit in our pantheon of great sports people? Is he the same as Roy Keane? Is he the same as our great cyclists? Is he better than them? Is he better than a golfer who has won multiple majors in the world stage? And it's very hard, right? But I guess the point I'm making is that we don't know how many other great rowers we have because how many people actually get the opportunity yeah. to get into a boat? And we don't know. He he He, he is clearly... Very driven and um, is absolutely sensational. So I'm not in any way diminishing that, but maybe some of our rugby players could be. You know, is is Josh van der Fleer He might be a bit too tall to be in a boat, but we we, we you, produce
0: a lot of. You cannot watch the field events and not think that we have incredible field athletes playing rugby. I mean, what what do you need to be a good shot putter, or discus thrower, or hammer thrower, or javelin? Or, well, forget the javelin; those three for a moment. Uh, you need to be. Physically big, powerful, and really fast and light on your feet. I mean, we're we're talking. I'm describing a, an international front row rugby player, basically. Yeah, um, like I wouldn't be terribly surprised to learn that uh, in a in an
1: alternative universe. Kean Healy was a three-time gold medalist or silver medalist yeah. in the shot put. Yeah. He just wouldn't be. You can see the explosiveness there and the, the body type for it. And I like, look, if that's a conversation that comes off the back of the sprinters um, and their ability to reach world-class level, then we should have those conversations. I, I think sometimes, and it's kind of a, a theme that we're coming back to weekly here, that the big sports are suspicious of investment in the other sports because yeah. it's protecting them from not having to do those other sports and not having to train coaches to... Um, become experts in sprinting or throwing or whatever it is even though they'd actually benefit from that like yeah. all the sports if we as a country decided that we were going to spend the next 15 years just developing people who could run faster like speed is, is going to be our in our DNA it would benefit our rugby team it would benefit our Gaelic football teams it would benefit our soccer yeah. teams
0: but but it's, I mean, there's always going to be sports as well that are you know that not everyone would have access to. you know we're not going to get every kid in the country show jumping in primary school you know what I mean or doing dressage or necessarily even rowing because there's not going to be access to water you know you could get more but I just think and I know I'm biased maybe when it comes to athletics or something but we just we really lack municipal sports facilities in this country it's such a bugbear of mine and because we keep investing in individual sports, yeah, but we keep
1: giving money to the local GA and the local yeah. rugby clubs, whereas you, less so the soccer clubs.
0: You, whereas you know, any any kid in France in a, a sizable town, not even city, I'm talking like kind of any sizeable town, will have an athletics track that they will have run on. Like most kids in Ireland will not run on an athletics track, possibly ever. No. You know, a school sports day. That might be it. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't think I ever ran in a, in a... Yeah, we ran around James's Park. It's a kind of a, a, a field owned by the Kenny Agricultural Society yeah. for sports days.
1: Yeah, I think we would have borrowed facilities from the GA to to do our school yeah. sports days. Um, and then they tried to, to put one out in front of the school. And, and they could easily have done, I suppose, if, if the funding had been there for it. But uh, like, it's not a bad habit. It's kind of a lifetime habit to get people into running and swimming. I think, you know, you would feel the same that there aren't enough swimming pools. But the, you can actually get by without without the facilities if you've got good quality coaches. Like if you yeah. start coaching people and then build the facilities afterwards, there's, there's a way and a means to do this. But again, it comes down to well, we have our big sports that get the majority of all the funding every year and so therefore that soaks up all that. And we, we kind of accept that mm. because that's the sports that everybody is so familiar with. Going back to your point, 30 years ago when we were kids, 40 years ago when we were kids, we didn't really have access to those other sports because Nobody invested in them, mm. and it's not in anybody's interest to come along and say, "I'm taking 50 percent of the funding we give to the three main sports away because we're going to start." Eh, but no one's doing these sports. Well, why do you think no one's doing them? There's nowhere to do them. Well, yeah. there you go. Give us the money.
0: It's um, yeah, I so don't, it's worth having these conversations. I think it is, and I guess you, you, yeah, I don't, I don't know how hopeful I'm that anything changes in the short term. But I, like, you can't. Nothing will change if you don't have the conversations uh, about it. Uh, ultimately, speaking of the big sports though <laughs> that everyone plays. <laughs> Uh, and they gets a a, a a huge amount of funding, um, despite the relative wealth in the game, football, association football, and the games this weekend. Yeah, big uh, game on Monday.
1: The Liverpool Man United game, relegation six pointer. It's always a big game, and uh, <laughs> that's the joy that people are having at the moment. It's like uh, you know everybody's making the, the same point again and again. Wouldn't it be incredible if this? awful Manchester United team were somehow to pull something out of the bag beaten 5-0 by Liverpool last year so you don't expect them to but Liverpool's start of the season has not been spectacular in terms of the goals they're scoring I think on paper or, uh, on balance rather the quality of performance that Liverpool have put in in the two games has been far better than the quality of performance that we've seen from Manchester United and they just haven't scored the goals they will start scoring the goals sooner rather than later if it happens on, Mon- on Monday night Manchester United are going to get hammered again
0: that's, that's what should happen uh, uh, what do you think is going to happen with Ronaldo
1: I think they're going to terminate his contract before the end of the transfer deadline and they're going to let him go
0: and what does that mean they pay him off is it or uh, yeah or
1: they come to an arrangement and say you can go so I think what it would mean is in, in legal terms you're the lawyer but I guess there would be offset language if you sign for Sporting Lisbon and they give you 4 million for the rest yeah. of the year then you don't get that 4 million of our contract and you have to share that those details with us that would be the, the uh, amicable thing to do um, I don't think he wants to stay I don't think they want him to stay I think having a pouting Ronaldo is not good for anybody's brand it's not good for the team Euro logo on their chest uh, it's not good for Manchester United it's not good for the manager it's not good for Ronaldo so it's in everybody's interest to get a deal done and the only time that somebody would be interested in him is not having to pay a lot of money to, in salary or uh, transfer And fee.
0: someone would take him up then wouldn't they? I mean if I they terminated if he, the contract I think they someone would someone like Sporting Lisbon yeah. would say well listen if it's if it, if Anybody might us. take him at that stage
1: because it's essentially free. Like, yeah. or it's very, it's very lacking in risk to sign somebody who's going to shift a lot of units for you and bring a lot of attention, and um, and who will probably be able to have a meaningful role. You know, like hey,
0: at Sporting. This. What about Chelsea? There's well, this argument that you know that the style they play, these kind of you know balls I, on the wing, whip it into the box, it suits Ronaldo. I Not a huge amount of running. I didn't think that they're
1: head coach Thomas Tuchel wanted him and that seems to have been the case but then they're being very heavily linked with uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and I don't know I mean at this stage of their careers is there a significant difference between them I don't know but the Ronaldo thing seemed to be they, so obviously Chelsea got a new owner and Roman Abramovich had to yeah. sell the club and it's an American who seems to be loving having loads of money to spend on yeah. anything and everything un right, American and uh it's un-American in the spending, but it's very American yeah. ownership style where they, they make decisions. In American football, they, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys famously like selects the players in the draft and the head coach is like, we don't need this guy. Like, yeah, but I really like him. <laughs> and it feels a little bit like, yeah. hey, Cristiano Ronaldo's coming to dinner in my house. Look how amazing I am as an owner. So I wouldn't be terribly surprised if he was suddenly available for free, that they didn't go, come on, we're just going to take him in. It'll be It'll be fine. You don't have to play him. And then... Just give him a f- give him a few games, will you? Yeah. So that would be an amazing soap opera if that did happen.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, that remains the kind of the the sideshow uh, or the soap opera to the main event, which is uh, the game, which is on Monday night and a full suite of games across the weekend. And if you uh, listen to Off the Ball throughout the weekend, you will be updated regularly throughout. Jer, pleasure as always. Thanks Thank you very much, and Gilroy. We will get the news headlines. Here's amen the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Coddie. With Nissan. Weekdays from 4. On News Talk.